2: Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Video Gamers Podcast, where we break down all things related to gaming. Today, we are going to be deep diving the 2016 first-person perspective puzzle game, The Witness. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he's calling in from the gaming world's slowest travel mechanic I've ever seen, going 0.5 miles an hour in a boat from The Witness. It's Josh. Paul, you're supposed to take your time and enjoy a canoe, okay? Boy, when a game gives you fast travel that's slower than running, you you might have done something wrong. It's it's about the journey, Paul. That is true.
0: So anyways, I just kept rowing. (laughs) That's
2: exactly right. All right. And then joining Josh and me, he has no clue what we're talking about. He's never played The Witness. He might feel about as lost as i felt on about a third of these puzzles it's ryan no dude i know what's going on <laughs> sure i bet <laughs> you know this is an interesting one because josh has played the witness i just got done playing it and beating it here over the last uh, week and a half or so ryan You're just going to have to do your best to jump in, ask questions, you know, uh, let us know if we're being confusing or if we have to fill in any details. I think this one might be a little tough, but uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. And then before we start breaking down the witness, we would love everyone to come follow us on socials. You can find us everywhere at Video Gamers Pod. Josh has been putting in a ton of effort there with Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you know, go show him some love there. And then also, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's a way for you to help support our show and what we do here. You'll get incredible perks like bonus episodes, shout out on the show, early access to our episodes. They're all ad free. You can go check it out at multiplayer squad.com. All right. So, boys, we're going to cover The Witness. If you are one of our newer listeners out there, the way that we choose our deep dive games is that one of us picks a game to cover that we're already familiar with. We pick a host that we are forcing to play that game. We give them about two weeks to play it, and then we get back together and record these deep dives. If you want to go back a couple Mondays, you can find the Force a Friend episode where Josh sets the stage and talks about why he chose this game. But Josh, why don't you just give us a little bit of a short reminder? Why is it that you wanted to cover the witness?
1: So we have covered a couple really good, just like universally beloved games, and so I wanted to kind of take the chance on a game that I love that I wasn't sure you were going to love, um, just to kind of you know add a little spice to the to the force of friend. You know, if it's always banger games that everybody loves, are you are you really being forced to play it then? You know, and so I I did. I wanted to take the chance to say, hey, here's a game that I have played that I really, really enjoy. I think this is a great puzzle game, Paul. I want you to play it and I want to know what you think. And, and so that's why I picked The Witness. Um, I, I know that you hadn't played it, or if you had, you only played it for like an hour before you refunded it, which I'm not sure bodes well for the results of this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's basically it. And and like I said, we you know we say it, but in case anybody is new, I have no idea what you think about The Witness at this point. The only thing that you have told myself and Ryan is that you beat the game. That is it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea whether this is you hate me, you love me, or it's a, it's fine kind of thing, (laughs) you know, but we're going to find out. And that's what this episode is about.
2: Yeah. And we're both huge puzzle game fans. I know Ryan enjoys them as well. We've done a couple puzzle games. We did humanity. We covered, uh, keep talking and nobody explodes operation tango. I think it's fair to say we enjoyed all of those. Josh, Ryan, I, I know that you liked some of those as well. Um, I'm very curious to see where this goes in this episode because the witness is such a visual game. And I think people out there who have already played it are going to fully understand what we're talking about. I think we'll do our best to try to explain how the game functions for anyone out there who's never played it. That way they can determine whether or not this is something that they might want to pick up and play as well. And then also just as a side note, If anyone decides to sign up on Patreon, and if they choose to go with the legendary tier, you can actually hijack a host and step in, pick a game and pick a host, and that'll be a game that we deep dive as well. And word on the street is that we might have one of those coming up here pretty soon. So listeners will have to stay uh, tuned in for that. All right. Now, Ryan, when we did the Force (laughs) of Friend episode, in the beginning of the episode, you're like yeah, I'm going to check out The Witness. I'm going to pick this up. And then by the end of the episode, you're like, yeah, I'm not getting this. So <laughs> <laughs> why why is it that you decided to not play The Witness over the last week and a half when I did?
0: Listen, this uh, feeble little mind of mine can only handle so much puzzle games. So we got humanity out of the way a little ways back. That was a great game. I had so much fun playing that. But there's just I don't know this is just a crazy year of games uh, i'm I'm enjoying my time of not being forced to play a game. you know this sure. is, this is good man this is this is a time where I can play what I want to play until maybe one of you listeners out there you know forces one of us <laughs> to play. so just keep that in mind, you guys can do that. Just uh, hit us up on our uh, website there. but I, I just i'm I'm honestly i got I gotta hunt in uh next week. I'm real busy with uh, work right now trying to crunch down things and then you know I got a couple other games that I want to put some time in before I head out. So uh so, so this wait. one you you ahead. didn't play any like none of the Witness Ryan? i I watched some of the witness what a (laughs) shocker
1: color me surprised boys how how many
0: apples what we follow the shade or not the shade or oh line up the dots uh oh it's a puzzle game okay yeah yeah yeah
2: (laughs) yeah it definitely sounds like ryan opened one video clicked around watched for about a minute and a half (laughs) and then probably closed it out (laughs) All right, so let's start breaking down a little bit about how The Witness works for our listeners, and we'll also talk about what we think about it. Uh, Ryan, jump in if you feel like we need any clarification. Yep. So The the Witness opens with no cutscene, no dialogue, nothing to read. They do not set the stage at all. You just get dropped into the middle of a corridor, and there's a closed door, and you see a little tile. And you walk up to it. There's just a little decal that shows a mouse click, and when you click, it's very clear. There's just a little small path with a circle that starts so you click the circle you drag your mouse to complete the path and you click again and the door opens and that really is setting the stage for the rest of the witness everything in this game is the same format you walk up to a puzzle you click your mouse button you have to click and drag along some kind of path however as you play through the game these puzzles are going to get more and more complicated they're going to add rule on top of rule and perspective on top of perspective. And I think it's probably fair to say, Josh, out of all the puzzle games I've ever played, this is the most scaled back in terms of explanation. Zero tutorials. You just start walking around and just start clicking things, right? Yeah, I, this is one of the things that we talked
1: about when I like picked you for this. Uh, and so if people haven't heard that episode, it's a good idea to go listen to that one. Um but one of the cool things about the witness is you are spot on. This game doesn't it doesn't give you a tutorial. It just says here's a world and by seeing the world and just seeing what is in front of you, you figure things out. And so like you said, Paul, in the very, very beginning, you walk up, there's a door and there's this little thing next to it. And it's like a little circle. It looks like a thermometer, if I remember right. And it's a like little bit. Yeah. just
2: horizontal. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's like, so you click it and you just drag it to the side and the door opens up and you're like, oh, well, that was easy. But this <laughs> is the neat thing about the witness is that every puzzle that you come across does not come with instructions, does not come with a tutorial. It simply starts very simple to where your brain just instantly understands, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. But by the end of it, you're you're doing these insanely complex, like deep thought-provoking puzzles, and they started with such a simple idea. And that's one of the things that they intentionally did in the development of this game. And I think it's one of the things that really makes it stand apart.
2: And it's very intentional. The entire game, nothing is labeled there is no map. There's no compass. This game does not give you anything. The entire game, you just walk with WASD. You can sprint with, with shift and you just use your left mouse button. And that is the entire game right there. Uh, Ryan, are you kind of intrigued at the idea of a game where you just jump in and start playing? Or do you tend to like more structure where they kind of explain a little bit more and tell you what to do?
0: Well, I was thinking, because I actually, I, I re-listened, you know, every once in a while. Um, I'll listen to some of the episodes, you know, over while I'm working and stuff. And I listened to this one earlier today, and I remember hearing Josh read over the review where the guy was talking about how it's just, it, it's a good game, and it's not to take away from it, but it's just not his type. And the way it's described and the way it sounds for me, I just, that type is just not what I... I Give me a little bit of guidance, a little push or a little nudge on this path, and and I'll figure it out. Just thrown into this world where I'm wandering around. Okay, how do I do this? What do I do here? What am I supposed to even solve? That's just not my style. It doesn't intrigue me or doesn't draw me in. I need need something. Give me some substance, man. (laughs) So, like,
2: the way that The Witness programs the puzzles in order to teach you on the fly... Is where basically, like, once you get into the first opening area, after you open that door and you start solving some of the initial puzzles, it might just be as simple as okay, I see uh, a tile with a white dot on the left and a black dot on the right, and I'm just gonna draw a path straight up the middle. And it just kind of like flashes, and you beat the puzzle, and then it opens the next puzzle right next to it. And then you click on that one, and maybe now it's got two white tiles. Uh, uh, you know, and one black one and you just draw a line right up the middle and it flashes like you did something wrong and it might light up, you know, one of the areas. And so it's kind of teaching you, okay, I have to separate the colors. Okay. I'm going to drag a different path. I'm going to block off the white tiles from the black. And now I beat that tile. Now it'll open the next one. Maybe now they'll add a third color and now I have to drag and, and, and draw my spaces to separate all three. So, they they do this in a very clever way where it's very intuitive. Now, as the puzzles get more complex, you may not figure that out right away, but they still program it into the game so that way you learn it on the fly without having to read a tutorial or anything like that. I, I, re- I remember reading that explicitly the guy who developed this said he did not want it to be like a Nintendo game where there's constant pop-up screens as tutorial. He just yeah, wanted to okay. let players jump in and start playing.
1: It's that's I cool. I love it to be honest. It's like if you have never used a lever in your life and you see a lever, you're gonna walk up to it and be like, what's this? You know, and you're gonna you're gonna poke it and you're gonna maybe you'll try to twist it first, you know, and then eventually you're gonna realize, oh, if I pull down on a lever, this is how it works. Right. And that's like that's the basis of how the witness approaches things. Before you know it, you might have six levers that are all stacked, and maybe you have to, you know, turn one, like push one horizontal so that you can move the other one down and, you know, to where that gap is now and things like that. They always build off of that simple concept. But I love the fact that it is this intuitive interaction that you can just walk up on and your brain just knows, right? It's just, it's so simple at the time that there's really no, like confusion for what they're initially showing you. And then i it's its a really neat progression to me to, to, to see how you take a concept that you innately understand, like just drawing a line between two objects, and then eventually turning that into something where it's like you have to think at like a different level, you know, and, and that's that's what I think this game excels at. But one of the things that really makes it stand out to me is that innate like this is just how our brains work you don't have to think about the initial thing it's it's giving you it just puts it in front of you and then you go oh okay dude i I mean not to sound old but this is like give a kid an ipad or a phone and what's the they pick it up within like two minutes right like they just oh well if i just start touching this screen and swiping my finger it, 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 that is what like The Witness is to me. Like Honestly, it's one of the best comparisons I can make is it's just an intuitive process that we, we kind of innately just understand.
2: And I'll get into some of the specifics about this down the road when we talk about some of the different areas. But the longer I played The Witness, the more my brain calibrated to what The Witness wants you to do. So in the ah, beginning, okay. the game hits you with incredibly easy puzzles. Then when you're in the open world... I think the first couple areas are actually rather tough, but then once you kind of catch on to, and I'm I'm not using gimmick in a bad way, but once you catch on to the gimmick, you approach a new area and right off the bat, you know, okay, I know they want me to use this and I got to look through this perspective and I'm going to know how to do these puzzles. So it is interesting that the longer you play, in some ways, the game actually gets easier it almost like rewires and reteaches you how to look at puzzles. So, All right.
0: So, yeah, go ahead. Ryan. I was just going to say, so would you say there's, you know, like a style to the puzzles within this game to where, you know, they they continue on this, you know, trend of these things play off each other, like Josh was saying earlier, where it's just kind of continuous?
2: Yeah. And I would say almost all puzzle games are purely logic based. You're very used to just logically knowing, okay, I have to do this. The Witness takes a very different approach where, and Josh teased this in the Force of Friend episode, a lot of it is just based on perspective. A lot of times you have to stand in a different place or you have to line certain things up and then activate certain things. And, And that's the method through which they approach puzzles. And I've never played a puzzle game that works quite that way. And that's why in the beginning, I found some of the puzzles to be so difficult because you're not used to you know, normally when you look at a puzzle grid and you got to draw a line and beat it, you're just looking at the grid, right? Yeah. Like, how are these tiles labeled? You don't think to look in the background at the palm trees and draw your pattern around the palm trees and the reflections in the water, and that's actually guiding you. And so it almost teaches you to look more geometrically at all the puzzles. And, and I think that's like the catch of the Witness, where it's that's where it's not like any other puzzle game I've played. Oh wow. Okay, that's that's really neat. It's very unique in that in that regard. So, when you beat the the little starting area, it opens into the quote, "open world," which I think is almost a little bit of a misnomer. I was under the impression this is like a rather large map. It is not. You can run from one end of the island all the way to the other maybe 2 minutes. It might not even take that long. Um, but there are several different areas that are all made up of different biomes. The game does not even label them. So if you search online, some people will call an area a marsh or a swamp. It's funny how even people online will use different terms for all this stuff. Uh, But there's things like a desert, a quarry, a treehouse, an apple orchard, you know, things like that. Every individual area has like its own theme and its own like rules for how you're going to beat a puzzle. Uh, Some of the areas are purely optional. You don't have to beat them. The game does not explain that because they don't explain anything at all. So sometimes you might be working on optional puzzles and you don't necessarily even know that it's optional. But the required areas, when you beat them, you finish the last puzzle and a little box opens and a little uh, device shoots out of it and then it shoots a laser up at the mountain, or maybe one off into the ocean, (laughs) which I told Josh, (laughs) that's, that's the only time that you and I said anything where I just sent you a screenshot. And I was like, I don't know if this is a glitch or not, but I got one laser shooting out into the middle of the ocean. (laughs) turns out it's not a glitch. It's just part of the game. Uh, But basically over the course of the game, you're unlocking more and more of these lasers that all shoot up to the middle of the mountain. And then once you have enough lasers that are unlocked, you can go start the end game content. Now, Josh, what do you see as the pros and cons of having this kind of open world in The Witness?
1: I to me the biggest pro is that if you are on a type of puzzle that is just not jiving with you, you can go somewhere else and then you are they're they're giving you completely different kinds of puzzles, completely different thought processes, you know, that kind of thing. Um it you know, it's one of those things where it's it really stood out to me that like there was you know, there's one type of puzzle I just don't like, man. My brain doesn't deal with like shapes very well, you know, and you're trying to like isolate these shapes. But then instead of trying to isolate the shapes on this grid, you're not looking at the squares. You need to look at the like the negative spaces like in between them. You know and, and then I just remember thinking like I don't like this is like g- geometry or something man like this I don't <laughs> so then I just went you know what let me let me go wander over here what's in this city over here you know and and then it's like you get to the town and then it's like you you know you find you know a puzzle and you can kind of approach that and now I'm looking at something that's much more visual, right? Where it's like, oh, I have to like look at the way the light reflects on this one half of the puzzle. I can kind of see shadows on this half, which tells me what's on the other half. Oh, this is kind of cool. Like, okay, yeah. Like, I like this visual style. And then, so let me do this for a while. And to me, one of the biggest failings in a puzzle game is when they don't let you progress If you can't figure something out, because what do we do? The very first thing we do is we go to Google and we just say, you know, how do I beat this puzzle? Right. And that takes some of the sense of accomplishment out of it, but it also takes away the, like that learning process. And so the open world and the witness to me gives you that ability to just say, I'm not jiving with this right now. Let me go see what's over here and just get that kind of breath of fresh air.
2: Yeah, I think one of the pros of this is I loved having all the different biomes. That made it a lot of fun. Like, oh, I finished the desert. Now I can see these different areas. Do I want to go check out this castle or this treehouse or this bunker underneath the mountain? And I thought that was really fun. That that's like a little bit of a carrot that keeps you exploring and and looking forward to the next section. I think and this and I have lots of positive things to say about The Witness, but I think my number 1 Negative thing to say is that there are some areas that you can wander into very easily, like I did. I finished the opening area and ended up straight into the town. And the funny thing about that is that the town is a compilation of every puzzle type. Yeah. And so we if you walk straight into the town, you're you have no idea how to complete these puzzles because it is impossible (laughs) the game will intuitively teach you all the rules but you have to start in the right areas first and i accidentally ended up in the town i tried to use google as little as possible but i did search early on uh the witness order of areas and they're like you need to do the symmetry area, then the desert, then the marsh. Well, the marsh is on the opposite end of the island. Nobody would ever yeah. go straight from the desert to the marsh. But even IGN's guide will tell you, if you're going to go to the marsh, you need to have zero knowledge. You can go straight there and you'll learn a new puzzle type. But if you looked at another area, they would say, before you go here, make sure you know how to do Tetris puzzles and symmetry and you know something else. So that's the only thing that I didn't like. I almost wish that the game had like gates that that would would open where it's like I can go complete any of these four areas and that kind of teaches me this is the starting zone and I can do all four and maybe you know once you beat one of them then it'll open a gate to the intermediary area and I think that's just a little bit of guidance like that I think would go a long way for this game and that's my biggest complaint. It's it's it to to the easiest way
1: to equate that is like you can't do multiplication if you don't understand addition. Right? right? Because three <laughs> times three is really just yeah. three plus three plus three. And so if you don't understand that base concept, you can't just leap forward into like a higher concept. And you're right in that regard, where you can definitely get to an area and just go, I have idea what the heck is going on you might spin your wheels a little bit to try to say okay well did i not observe something or did i miss like the little like the easy puzzle that kind of taught me this stuff and i there there definitely is a world where you can be in an area that you're just really not supposed to be in yet but like you said paul the game does not tell you anything so if you're in an area and you're fumbling (laughs) around going i can't dude this is i feel like an idiot man like why can't i figure any of this stuff out it's because you're not supposed to be there
2: And the funny thing is I didn't want to look up guides, but when that was my first area, I was like, dude, I have drawn 700 lines on these four puzzles that I can find. And then finally, once I went and then did the symmetry area and the
0: desert and the apple orchard, then it's like, oh, okay, now all these puzzles make sense. That's the hard part with those types of games, too, is because, I mean, we're all grown adults. We got careers and jobs and kids and everything, so... Going and fumbling through this stuff, just you're literally just wasting your time because yeah. you, you're not even supposed to be in that area. You can't do anything there because you don't know what to do, it, and you won't know what to do. So you you gotta. I mean, unless you get some crazy super brain like Paul, you know, does, but you you gotta <laughs> learn the other stuff first before you circle around. So I don't know. That's those are the things that that on these games kind of turn me off a little bit sometimes i love puzzle games but those are the things that i don't want to waste time just being in the area that i shouldn't be in anyways and i have no direction to not be there
1: see i look at it like tinkering with something though right it's kind of like you know you ever just tinkered with like a yeah. car right or something I guess, and you're yeah. like maybe i don't know what the heck i'm doing but i'm kind of just poking around a little bit i'm kind of you know seeing what this is like okay cool like i don't have the confidence to like tear this engine down but I don't mind like poking around a little bit, and that's kind of what I equate it to. And then you go off, and then you become the mechanic, and now you come back, and you're like, "All right, baby, let's tear this engine down," you know. <laughs> and, and so I I don't know that it's time wasted necessarily. I mean, in in the scheme of like beating the game, yes, maybe it is. But sometimes it's just fun to tinker a little bit. And The Witness lets you do that, which is kind of nice sometimes. You're not going to get real far, but it lets
2: you do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back and talk about some of the individual biomes. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the biomes, Josh. We can talk about like some of our favorites, maybe if there's any that stand out that we didn't really care for. Um, for me, there was only one puzzle type that I really didn't like. The rest I actually found to be pretty fun and pretty engaging. To try to kind of set the stage and explain this whole idea of perspective and how puzzles work, I think maybe the apple orchard is the easiest one to try to explain on a podcast. So this is a very clever puzzle type where you walk into the orchard and there's a tile and you look at it and all you see are um, basically paths that look like a tree. There's a trunk in the middle. It splits into different um, uh, branches branches. and then into little stems at the end of the branches. And if you look straight in front of you, you see a giant apple tree that has the exact same trunk, the exact same branches, the exact same stems as what you're looking at, and I can see that the apple is on the fourth stem from the left. So I can draw a path going up the trunk, up the proper branch to the correct stem, click there, and I beat that puzzle. And a little wire lights up, and then I can follow the wire to the next one. But then they start giving you little twists. Maybe as the as the trunk goes up into the branches, the branches cross against each other, But on my little tile, it's all still flat. So I have to visualize, okay, even though to me it looks like the third on the right, it's actually on the second branch and then it's the third stem. So I have to know where to click and beat that puzzle. And then it really starts to get wild where there's a branch missing and I don't see any apple. But then if you go look on the ground, you'll find a branch that has an apple on it. Now you have to visualize where would that apple be if that stem was still on the tree. So that's kind of like what we're talking about with perspective in these puzzles. Yep. Um that and that's also like how the difficulty ramps up where they give you an easy one to teach you the rules and then even sometimes just the second or third puzzle you're already getting stumped because it it does ramp up rather quickly. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the desert? Like you almost kind of mentioned a little, I think that's what a lot of people would probably remember. uh, The desert for
1: me, I think was the second area that I ever went to maybe the third, I can't remember, but it's fairly early in the game. And to me, this is where I kind of had that moment of like, this is really neat how they're kind of going about this in the desert. Sunshine and shadows are the key. And you're looking at these puzzles, you know, you have to draw this line on this grid. But you, there's a million combinations. Like, there's nothing to direct you. Like, what am I supposed to do here? And that's when, you know, you, you catch a glimpse, the sun kind of glares off of the screen, and you can see this, like like, shadow path, right? And then it's like, oh, wait, that's the path I'm supposed to draw. And so you draw, and sure enough, like you said, Paul. Then you know the little you know wire lights up, and it connects to the next puzzle. And now that screen lights up, and then you go, "Okay, okay, now I get it." Right? And they give you another easy one or something like that. But now you're on a screen where the you know the sun isn't reflecting off of it, and the, it's just shadowed. And you're like, "Well, what the heck?" So you start wandering around, and maybe you run up these stairs, and you look, and it's like, "Oh, I have to have this high angle to catch the reflection." And now I can see where it's at on there. And then you run back down. Now you have to remember what the path was, right? It's not just standing right in front of you, right? (laughs) So like you run back down and you trace that path and it unlocks the next one. Well, now maybe the next one, you can see part of it, but there's a pillar that is blocking half the screen and just completely shading that, you know, out, and then you're like, well, what path am I supposed to draw now? So that's when you're like, oh, okay, well, this is a like a mirror image. So I have to like draw the path that's on the left side, but draw it on the, on the right side or something like that. Like this is how the game progresses. Sometimes it's hard to catch the reflection, but the game is playing with a, that idea of reflections and shadow and light. Whereas like in the apple orchard, it's playing with, you know, a, a, like a, a pattern that's in a tree and maybe shade from other branches is blocking that, you know? And that's this progression that I keep referencing in this game with
0: like how these puzzles scale in difficulty. Josh is Josh is so excited to explain all this game. You have to experience <laughs> so, it's why. Because so it's like this.
1: I love like I love problem solving, right? Like honestly, it's one of my like favorite things. I know that sounds weird and nerdy, but for me, I see a problem and like you know, I can draw the line. That's no problem. But when the problem is, wait, why can't I see this half of the screen? That's when my brain starts to go into overdrive and I kind of rub my hands together. And I'm like, all right, let's do this boys. Let's figure this out. And that's why like, I don't like geometry. I don't want to play Tetris in my head. You know, I don't like Tetris, man. I've said that many times. Like, so there are parts of my brain where I just go like,
2: I don't want to do this, man. But then there are parts where I do get excited. Well, and is especially in the desert area, Once you do the initial puzzles, then it opens up a path where you're underground. Now you're doing things like activating lights that move across the screen. And now I have to run around and stand in the right spot and wait until the light is in the right position. And now I get a little glimpse of how to complete part of that puzzle. And maybe I can't even see the whole thing. And then you realize you can actually catch a glimpse in the reflection in the water. So now you're having to pay attention not just to the actual puzzle above ground, but also the one that you see down in the pool of water. And you're activating all these lights and running around trying to figure out where to stand. And it it does get rather complicated pretty fast. And one of the things, for better or worse, I took, I'm going to say, 4,500 screenshots during this game because i would catch a glimpse of how to complete a part of that puzzle i'm not going to remember this and so i would hit print screen and now i would open up paint and on my second monitor i've got that saved and then once i find where to stand to see another little glimpse i take another screenshot i had to take so many in this game because i am very bad at remembering two to the right one down two to the right three up over one down five, like I'm not going to remember that. And so there were times that I'm like scribbling and scratching on paper or using screenshots. They also start throwing weird stuff at you where you can't enter the puzzle from the front. So for example, this is where the game plays a little bit with perspective. Maybe I can see the puzzle tile, but there's like some kind of uh, uh, obstacle in between me and the tile and I can now no longer draw across the tile if it's going to, like, cross paths with the object in front of me. Like, almost imagine if I were to hold a stick between you and a game board, and the game piece can't move beyond that stick. Even though they're not actually touching, it's just your perspective. So then you have to, like, learn the solution to the puzzle but now I have to stand on the backside of the tile and draw it in reverse, trying to remember and mirror it in my head. So, like, I, I think The Witness is the hardest puzzle game I've ever played. I, and I'm guessing you're probably going to say the same, Josh.
1: I, I kind of hinted at that when yeah. we talked about it. Because you said, how do these, you know, on a scale of, like, 1 to 10, how do these puzzles go? And I said they started at a 1, but they go up to, like, an 8 or a 9, man.
0: Like, oh, some of them...
1: It, yeah. I mean, but the, that's the thing is that it, it, they will play on your memory. They will play on your visual acuity. They will play on your audio, like your sense of pitch. You know, I have no pitch, man. The audio puzzles absolutely baffled me in this game. Like, the, you know, and, and we can talk about all the different kinds of puzzles. You kind of have to just see them and experience them to, to understand how they work in that regard. The point of this is it really does mix up things and these biomes have their own flavor. And that's the really neat part is if you're in the desert, you're playing with light and shadow. If you're in you know, the forest, you're playing with audio. If you're playing in the castle, you're doing this not on a board in front of you, but like a chessboard where you have to like change the way you think about this is no longer two-dimensional, it's three-dimensional and things like that. So that's kind of the beauty of all the different biomes is they each have their own flavor and kind of a, an idea that they focus on.
2: Yeah. So like when I was saying that the game almost recalibrated uh, the longer I played. So you walk into an area and you see uh leaf shadows on the tile. Okay. I know this puzzle has to do with those shadows. And then you go to the next area and it has some other mechanic. It clicked for me after I had done about three biomes. And I remember when I walked into the bunker before I even saw the first tile, I see this big giant, blue window and then behind that there's a big green window and right away i know i'm gonna have to stand behind the right color and look at the puzzles it's gonna change the color and sure enough i walk straight up and i see a type of puzzle i had played before where you have to separate the different color tiles and the first one works like a charm the second one i try to complete uh, 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 it fails i take eight steps back, look behind the blue one. And now the blue filter has now changed the colors. So now um, maybe the white tiles and the blue tiles now look the same. So I actually have to group those together and separate the other colors. And then the next puzzle, guess what? You got to stand all the way back and look through both the green and the blue windows. And that was where I started walking into a section and it it just clicked immediately. Okay. The witness, I get it. I understand how you work. And I I already know it's a and neat that was moment, when the game yeah. played best. Yeah,
1: it's a really neat moment when you go like, I'm figuring this out, man. It's like <laughs> it's like the guy that's learning karate, you know, and the master's like training him. It's oh it, it, Mr. Miyagi and Daniel's son, right? Daniel's getting all sure. ticked off because he's like wax on, wax off, like I wanna learn karate, and then Mr. Miyagi's like, Show me wax on, he goes to punch him, right? And it's like that <laughs> revelation moment.
0: Yeah, you yeah, kind of yeah. have
1: that in the witness <laughs> where you walk into an area and you're like, I I know what you're doing now, you know, and you can start just like really attacking it at that point. That's
0: pretty yeah. neat. That that's cool when you get, uh, like you said, that revelation moment where you can walk into this area that that puzzles in the past that you've built upon have have just racked your brain and and almost calloused you towards you know this moment to where you can come in and use I'm ready. I know this, I I can do this, you know, and, and you know what to do. You're able to, to figure it out. And, and at least even if you don't know exactly what the puzzle is, you know what the steps it would take to figure it out. So that's pretty neat.
2: Yeah. One thing that I did want to mention is my favorite area by far was the treehouse. Now this game only has 11 biomes. And if you play through the whole game and do all the puzzles yourself, this game's probably going to be anywhere from like 20 to 40 hours. The the treehouse, I don't think I had to look up a single guide, and I flew through that area in like 12 minutes. It just clicked. I thought it was so much fun. the The catch of that area is that you run up some stairs, so you're up at the level with all the trees, and as you complete a puzzle, which has this whole mechanic where you have to separate all these different color suns where only one pair can be with each other, But then there's multiple ways to beat the puzzles. Maybe it's to the left. Maybe it's to the right. Maybe it's straight. But whichever way you complete the puzzle, now it adds the next puzzle based on where you exited the last puzzle. So you have a little bit of control of where you want these paths to start growing, and then you have to start like angling them and aiming them to get to the right areas. So you can kind of see like in the distance, okay, there's a door. But now as I'm beating these puzzles, I can actually control which way they're building. And if you make a mistake, you kind of realize, oh, I'm at the end of my path and this doesn't lead anywhere. I must have made a mistake with one of the turns. So you go back, resolve some of those puzzles in a different way. And I thought that that was really fun and really neat. One thing about The Witness is when you give someone 11 areas that have 11 different puzzle types... You're going yeah. to have your favorites and you're going yeah. to have ones that you hate, <laughs> For right? Sure. I love watching cooking shows. And everyone says it every time on Iron Chef. If someone says, I'm making something three ways, they always say, that's a bold move because it gives us two more things to criticize. Yeah. No matter what, two of them are not going to taste as good as the other. So the witness kind of leans into that fully. Uh, I hated the swamp. I will flat out say, I hated the, the swamp Tetris. Too. Dude, the Tetris puzzles. Yeah. I was ripping my hair out and I finally hit a point that I said, I don't care. If I see a Tetris puzzle, I am straight up going to the guide. I am not going to waste a single second on these. And for the entire game, after I did like the first third of the swamp, which took me like 3 hours, I just skipped every Tetris puzzle from there on out. Yep. That's the only thing that I cheated on.
1: No, and that's and honestly, if somebody picks up this game and they're playing it, if you get to a part where you're like, "I hate this." don't, don't suffer, man. Like there's other great parts of the game, you know? And that's, like I said, maybe you don't have to complete that right now. You can go do something else. You can just Google it, but don't slam your head against a wall. If you're not having fun. I mean, this is a video game. It's meant to be enjoyable. It's meant to be fun. And if you're getting to a point where you're like, I, I don't like the swamp either, Paul, like legitimately, that was to me, one of the worst, <laughs> it's not fun. And, but there's, you know what the beauty is, there's going to be people out there that are like, this is great, man. I can totally visualize these pieces together. And, and, and like, it will just absolutely click for some people. And that I think is the neat thing is that everybody's brain works differently. There's weirdos out there that would love the swamp area. And they're going to be like, Oh, that's my favorite part. Like, (laughs)
0: So, dude, I don't know t- what you guys are talking about, man. The swamp yeah. was my favorite. Yeah, biome exactly. By far. I like, loved all the biomes equally. I loved yeah. All the biomes that I played as much as any other for sure.
2: Oh, dude, the, the Tetris puzzles without going into details. You have to draw a pattern that matches the Tetris pieces. But they and, have and so to you, be you, inside the pattern. What you draw. Yeah. yeah. I straight up considered for about eight seconds do I just grab paper and scissors and start cutting out Tetris pieces, draw the grid so I can just move around these Tetris pieces to figure it out? Because I can't just do it from my eyes onto the screen. I got to be able to touch and move things around, or I'm going to just cheat and look at guides. And I'm like, I'm looking at the guides. <laughs> Good <call>. Good <laughs> I'm not, not going to do. Yeah, I'm not going to go in full arts and crafts mode. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take our last break. And then we'll come back and talk about some of the end game content. All right. So, Josh, you are famous for not beating games. I think in your entire life, you've beaten like three games. Maybe, Everything maybe else, four. you, yeah. maybe four. Yeah. You, you, you inevitably get enticed by some shiny new game yep. and then you run over to that one. So, you never actually descended into the mountain, correct?
1: I made it to the mountain. I remember. Starting my descent in the mountain. And then I saw something shiny and went, Ooh, let me go see what that is. And so I never, I never beat it. I do know that there are, there's like, I I did talk about this, that there's this neat revelation moment in the witness where, you know, you, you kind of get this reveal and we can talk about that in a little bit. Uh, And I do know what that is um, as far as that goes, but yeah, I never actually completely beat the game and
2: got like the end credits on it. Well, let me just say this Ryan and I tease Josh about this mercilessly like <laughs> getting 80% of the way through the campaign of Starfield and just quitting does not compute in my brain <laughs> I don't get that the first time Josh played cyberpunk he got to the final mission and then just quit yeah even though that's the highlight of the whole game let me tell you the absolute peak of the witness is right before you go down into the mountain to do the end game I kind of wish the game just ended there. I think that The Witness up to that point is so creative. It is so unique. It's challenging, but fun. It's the perfect puzzle game. And then once you start the endgame content, this is when I think that they just got too cute because prior to that... What is the challenge of the witness? It's figuring out how to beat the puzzle, right? But then once you figure out the rules, you know what to do. Maybe it takes you one or two tries, but then you figure it out. Even just to unlock the mountain, you go to the top of it, and there's three latches that you have to unlock. There's a big old puzzle on the ground. There's statues, and you can kind of tell right away, okay, I'm going to have to stand in the right spot where I can click and, and draw my path to the three latches to make them unlock, but the challenge of this puzzle is you have to be pixel perfect in where you stand. So it's where I, I draw the line. Nope, that doesn't work. Okay, I have to exit puzzle. Tap the W key just to move forward a millimeter. Try again. Okay, well, now I'm forward enough, but now I can't go to the right. So then I have to tap to the right. Okay, well, now I'm stuck again. And and now you're just a 100 times over tapping one direction to be on the exact pixel I found that to be rather um, uncreative and just irritating for no reason. And then without going into all the, the late game puzzles, I did send you guys a video where I just said, I just want you guys to be able to see this when I'm talking about it for later. Some of the puzzles just start spinning really fast. So you just can't see it. Like I have never once felt uh dizzy or yeah. queasy, even in VR But there's something about trying to stare at this puzzle that's now spinning 7,000 RPM, and I can't even really see it to complete it. And then it started making me feel a little dizzy, and I was like, this this stopped being fun. This is no longer unique. Now they're just making it hard through artificial means. And I felt like um, that kind of diminished the game a little bit for me. If I had quit after the first 11 biomes, I would have said this game's like a 10 out of 10. Once I started doing the end game, I was like, I have to beat this game for this deep dive. But I did not really enjoy much of the end game content. I I felt like on a graph, it just got gradually more and more and more fun. And then it dropped straight down for the last couple hours. There's a a difference
1: between challenge and aggravation. And that's a fine line for a lot of people. I mean, we see it in like the Dark Souls games and things like that, where it's like, I like a challenge and i like the idea of trying to overcome this puzzle but when you get into just frustration area there's no benefit to that whatsoever
2: yeah now there there was there was stuff down there that i thought was neat like they start rapping the tiles around columns. So now I have to sidestep and walk around while completing this puzzle that's normally 2D, but now it's like circular. I thought that was neat. So there is fun stuff down there. I, I did also laugh because they threw in some puzzles that you can't cheat on. So there's a timer and they randomize the puzzles. And so you can't look up oh, solutions. Oh, oh, it's a little <laughs> bit of a gatekeep to make sure you know yeah. what you're doing. And um, that did include Tetris puzzles, which, thank goodness, it only took me three tries. I remember thinking in that moment, oh gosh, if they're going to force me to do really complicated Tetris puzzles, I'm going to get pretty mad. But I actually made it through that relatively quick. Um, before we move into like our our last couple things here on the show, is there anything else here that You want to talk about, Josh, any any mechanics or anything we haven't mentioned? I do
1: want to quickly, because I know we're running a little bit long. I do want to talk about the revelation moment, the cool thing in this game that is it's one of those things where this is in the game from the very beginning, but you don't realize it until the game until you kind of basically beat the game. So if you don't want to hear that, skip ahead. I don't know, two minutes. It won't be much. But one of the really cool things about The Witness, and I absolutely love and I've seen this in a few other games, is that from the moment you start The Witness, there are puzzles that exist that you didn't even know exists and the cool thing about this is in the sky you might see the sun and there's some clouds right if you click on the sun and you draw a path through the clouds that's a puzzle so all of a sudden you start to realize that there's all these puzzles in the environment that you have been walking past and through, and had zero idea about any of this. You're you're on this journey. You're learning all this stuff. You're learning how to overcome these puzzles and how to observe the world. And then it's like the game says, you thought you knew, but you didn't. Or it's like, you knew, but you didn't just take that to the next level. And I thought that was one of the coolest things that you... you, Paul, you talked about the treehouse area, right? If you're on the ground and you see the big, bright, yellow treehouse you can see that all of a sudden that creates a path down a tree around the swamp. And if you click on the underside, which is not a puzzle, you realize that the world around you is a puzzle. And I thought that was just one of the coolest moments in a game to say, like, I can't believe I didn't take this to the next level, all this observation and learning they teach you. And then you realize like all of that. And I still stayed inside this box And I thought that was just one of those really, really neat video game moments, man.
2: Yeah, because you beat it the first time, and they basically just fly you back to the beginning and all the puzzles reset. So that's like the first ending. But then in the very opening area, that's where you can draw with the sun through the clouds and all that. Uh, and that unlocks like the second ending. But then there's still a lot of achievements that you can unlock. So you can keep playing the game and, and, and do all that if you want. Uh, I did do the first two endings and then that's where I stopped. Yeah. Um. I will say before moving on. And this is not this is getting a little bit nitpicky, but I think Ryan, this is going to resonate with you.
0: Oh, late on me. Hey, I'm still here, everyone. Just Ryan is video. still on the show. I'm still on the he show. He hasn't fallen asleep yet. I'm, I'm trying hey, not to. it's your fault, but. Ryan. I
1: ain't got nothing. You could have played this.
2: Ryan did take his headset off, and I thought he was going to like walk out of the room for a minute, but he was just fixing his hat. Um, I will say that when you're doing a puzzle in The Witness, there is no progression you either know what to do or you don't there is no way of like working toward the solution if that makes sense like you just kind of stare at it and have to figure it out when we played humanity for instance that is a little different because you feel like you're making progress like okay I I was able to get the first Goldie, but then the second Goldie fell off this ledge, but I know the first half of my markers are correct, so let me restart the map, keep my markers, and now I know to start changing them after the first part. So there's a little bit of, like, um, you feel like you're getting somewhere. The Witness does have a little bit of that spinning your wheels in the mud where you're just kind of staring and I don't know what to do and you can't beat the puzzles by brute force that's impossible but the game also throws at you that if you do a puzzle wrong it makes you go back and redo the last puzzle so that's kind of like a built-in mechanic so you can't just force your way through them um that's not necessarily a bad thing but for me personally I like when I feel like I'm getting there yeah, and 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 in the witness, you either just get it or you don't. Yeah. So it's you know it's a little bit more of a binary. Uh, Ryan, do you feel like you kind of understand the witness? <laughs> no, <laughs> is there anything I, here we need to clarify? You, you guys
0: definitely. I mean, obviously, uh, Josh is very passionate about it, and the way he described it. You know, I'm unfortunately an easy sell. My wife tends to not let me answer the front door because uh, salesmen will get me hook, line, and sinker. Oh. <laughs> Look at Pretty this easy, solution, so. baby! It's the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at this, honey. Look, I only I invested our life savings. No big deal. Um, no, it's it's uh, from what you guys said. Maybe I'll hop in. I know it's not the most expensive game. Um, get it and play it, Josh style. Just play it till the mountain and uh, sign off there. But. I, yeah. I do I, I do enjoy uh I do enjoy puzzle games, but I like like you said, Paul, I like to have that progression. I liked I loved Inhumanity where like you said, the goal is you, you get the one, and you're like, Oh, where'd he go off? And you replay it. Oh, okay, and you can correct it and work on it, and then you get it done, you're like, sweet, all right. Boom. That's tinkering. Yeah, yes, lots yeah. of tinkering. Yeah. You get in little humanity. bit little little adjustments, little here and there, uh fine tuning, if you will. Um mm-hmm. that's what I enjoy in a type of puzzle game or, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, there's a lot that I heard from you guys describing it. I feel like I'm almost a listener that hasn't yeah. played. So I'm sitting yeah. here just absorbing what you guys have to say about it. I- I'm enticed, but also some it, some parts of it uh, turn me off. So it's it's definitely one of those that if it's your type of puzzle game, I think a lot of people are going to love it. Um, and then kind of, there's that middle area where you may like some parts of it, like, you know, you didn't like the swamp, you know, you hated the swamp. I personally, you know, love the swamp, of course, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but, 10 out of 10, 10 <laughs> out of 10. But yeah, no, so I'm, I'm, uh, I probably won't get it anytime soon, but you know, I, I'd love to check it out at some point and kind of see what you guys, you know, all the hubbub was about that, you know, cause if, if Josh is passionate about a game, it's probably a good one. So I'll probably still check it out at some point.
2: (laughs) So I guess I would say to kind of like summarize my thoughts overall, I enjoyed this game a lot. There is so much fun to be had. (laughs) All right. If you like puzzle (laughs) games, you will like The Witness. I think that they just it just it for me personally, it just went a little bit too long. They tried to get a little bit too creative and it backfired. In my opinion, I'm sure there are people who love how complicated it gets when you're staring at a spinning tile and trying to complete it. I just didn't love the last part, but on the whole, I still enjoyed it a lot. Josh, you kind of accidentally backed your way into what I think is the best way to play it. Just quit once you unlock the mountain and then leave (laughs) it at that. Um, any follow-up questions you have for me, Josh, on, on my thoughts on this one? Um, no,
1: I, I mean, honestly, I, I will say that I, I'm pretty impressed that you beat the whole thing. Number one,
2: cause this is, yeah.
1: we've had a few listeners say, Hey, I, oh, I forgot I had the witness. I picked it up off of Epic or something like that. And I love that. Like people are like, yo, this game's not easy, man. Like I played it for two or three hours, but now my brain hurts. And it's like, I, I like that. Like to me, that challenge, the witness is like the dark souls of a puzzle game to me. It is like, honestly, (laughs) it is like, if you overcome this game, that's an achievement to me, you know, portal two, super fun, super chill. You're not like bragging that you beat portal two, but the witness, like that's an accomplishment, man. That's saying like my brain works on 11 different levels and I was able to take a simple concept, expand on that, and do all that. So I will say I have to give you kudos because you you beat this game. I think you said you beat it in like nineteen hours, something like that. And I was like, something Dang, like that Paul. That's why you're the smartest one of us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> absolutely. If
2: you, if you skip every Tetris puzzle, to be fair, that's like a sixth of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. I did straight up just <laughs> chop that that's that chunk out of the game. Um, yeah, I thought that that it, it's a great game. I think the real question though is: is this game worth the $40 price tag? Because for the size and the scope of this game, all right, it's not terribly short, but for $40, you know, you could spend that money on other games. And there's a lot of puzzle games that are available that are a lot cheaper. Um, I looked up some of my favorite puzzle games: Light Matter is seven bucks, Braid is 15, Portal 2 is 10. Uh, Superliminal is twenty. Baba is you fifteen. The Return of the Oberdin, which I really respect neat, but did not find game. fun. Yeah, even that game is twenty bucks. The Talos Principle is thirty. The Witness might be the most expensive puzzle game. That's where it's like, ooh, would I rather spend like forty dollars on three of those other puzzle games yeah. or spend it on the Witness? Personally, I picked it up on Steam sale, which we talked about how that doesn't happen often. For $10, this is a no-brainer. Absolutely pick it up. $40 might be stretching it a bit. I don't know that I would spend $40.
1: It's tough because you don't know if you're paying $40 for frustration or if you're spending $40 to experience what is, in my opinion, one of the best puzzle games ever made. You know, And so there is that... like It's a little bit of a gamble in that regard. Um, if you... If if you can pick it up on sale, which I'm pretty sure you can, or if you see it on like third party sites, like that makes it, in my opinion, like you said, a no brainer. I will, as much as I love this game, I will say that it maintaining a forty dollar price tag usually makes it tough because it's hard to know if this game is going to click with you. And if you pick it up and go, well, if I don't like it, I'll just refund it under the two hours. You, it's you you won't know within two hours, I think is the problem. Yeah.
2: That's the thing. This game has like a long trial period. You can only refund it in the first two hours, but you're not really going to understand the mechanics until probably hours four or five. That That's probably where you'll actually get a sense of the game. Yeah. As far as make love, Mary or murder, this is where we always rate the game. You know, is it a make love game oh, where you, I'm you, nervous. you oh. recommend playing it oh, and then you drop it? <laughs> is it marriage material? Do we not recommend? just murder it I, I i'm I'm sort of cheating here, but what I wrote down was on sale, it's a Mary. If you have to pay forty, I'm gonna say it's make love because i I really struggle paying forty dollars for what is i mean, cover your ears, Josh. I know you hate mobile games. There are puzzle mobile games that are. as good as the witness that are free. I didn't cover my ears, Paul. And I heard that it's a little hard for me to shell out 40 knowing that I could get something similar. It's not as good, right? But I can get it for free or a couple bucks. And you can play it on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the bathroom or, you know, wherever. So, yeah. So I, I I said, marry up to 20 bucks beyond 20, I would say is make love, but it's by no means a murder. I would never murder this game. It's 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 a very, very good puzzle game, arguably the best. I still prefer Portal 2. I think that the fun of something like Portal 2 exceeds the fun in The Witness. I don't disagree with that at all. Like I said,
1: and we talked about that on the Force of Friend episode where I said, I can't really compare these two games because they're just
2: different. They're so different. Yeah,
1: they really are.
2: Yeah. Puzzle game, like even keep talking and nobody explodes that's technically a puzzle game, but it's really a social yeah. game. Like it doesn't This is even a pure yeah. puzzler,
1: right? Yeah, this is the heart of the genre. When you say puzzle game, like The Witness is like Talos is Another one that comes to mind for me.
2: Yeah. All right, so time to look at the leaderboard. Ooh. All right, Ryan, I know it's not going on your leaderboard because nope. you didn't now, play this it. This
1: is going to be interesting to me because cost does not come into play when you're when you're placing it on the leaderboard. And I get what you're saying with with the Make Love Mary Murder, Paul. So I'm really curious to see how it's going to fall. Uh, yeah,
2: so what I said on the Force of Friend episode is that I thought I would like it more than Humanity. Humanity is my highest rated game on our leaderboard, which by the way you can see at videogamerspod.com. We are now looking at 103 games on our deep dive list, Josh. I figured it would be above humanity, which is my highest rated puzzle game at 44. I figured it would be somewhere in the low 30s. I, I guess um, 30s,
1: I think, if I remember right.
2: Yeah. And looking at the list here, I am going to put it above humanity, but not quite that high. I, I still want to keep it in the 40s. When I look at my games in the 40s, I've got Rocket League, Halo Infinite, Tribes of Midgard, The Forgotten City. I still like all those games more than The Witness. So I'm going to put it one above Humanity. It'll be above Humanity, Ibn Ob, Terraria, Dungeon Defenders, and Raft. These are all still games that I absolutely love. This is high praise. Ranking number 44 out of 103 may not sound good. great. Nah, it's still pretty good. But honestly, when I look at my list, I like all these games down until you hit about 70. Yeah. <laughs> 70 is where I'm like, okay, this is actually now like... Mediocre mid games, you know. So that's where I'm going to lock in the witness. I'll put it in at number 44. 44. I'll take it. Are you gonna Are you gonna put the witness on your leaderboard, Josh? Or? Um,
1: I did not actually think where I wanted to put this. I don't think you're off base, to be honest with you. Um, I, I mean, if you're somebody that's you're just like absolutely in love with puzzle games, like all the time, like I get that. Um, I think I am. I, I compare it in one way to the Forgotten City because that is in a way like you're solving a mystery. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like right in the mid 30s to be honest. I think I would put I I, I would put the Witness at 35. To be 35, honest, so, so we're right not, above. We're Final Final not Fantasy really 16. far off in that regard. You know what I mean? Uh, this the Witness is not like a top 10 game. Is it in the top level of puzzle games? Yes, and we've Absolutely. said it a few times. I think it is one of the best puzzle games ever made. So if you said Josh, what are your top 3 puzzle games? I you know, I'd say oh, The Witness, Portal 2 and Talos Principle. You know, maybe not in that exact order, but those are the 3 that I'm going to throw out when somebody's like, "I'm in the mood for something different." You know, uh, yeah. so in that regard. But in a in like the grand scheme of things, Puzzle games are work, man. This is not fun. Again, we make the Portal Two reference. Portal Two is just a good, fun time, man. It's going to rank super high on everybody's list because of that. The Witness is a different beast. It's very, very good at what it sets out to do, but I don't expect a high rating from that. You know, in that yeah. regard. So, I, I, I by think nature, it's spot on.
2: yeah. Like we, we our, our last deep dive was Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay, The Witness. Call it the best puzzle game of all time. It, it does not hold a candle to something like Metal Gear Solid 5 right. because Amen, that kind of brother. game that game just clicks with all of us in a way that no puzzle game ever will. As much as I love and I adore puzzle games, give me open world, sure. give me RPGs, give me space epics. Those games are just always going to beat puzzle games no matter what. All right. Well guys, I think we finished our deep dive. Any final comments? Anything else we need to throw in uh, at the end of this episode? You didn't
1: murder it, Paul, and that's all I care that's about. Win. I really <laughs> I, honestly, I I did not know what you were going to think, man. And I said that before. I I really there was a like a 50/50 chance that I was like, Paul, might hate this, man. Like this might be a straight murder and just go, this game's terrible. I don't like that. It doesn't give me any direction. I don't like this, that, you know, no story, any of that stuff. So the fact that you give it the praise that you gave it to me as a win, Um, I'm glad that you got a chance to play it like all the way through and kind of get that experience, which is also what this is about. Um, And I'm with you, man. I, I think you're spot on on your take, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great fun game. Maybe just a little bit overpriced, you know, arguably and uh, highly recommended, especially if it's on sale. All right. Well, I think it's time to go ahead and wrap this one up. Please make sure to hit the follow button on our podcast so you get notified of all our episodes. We currently have episodes dropping on Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays. Plus, if you're a supporter, you get two episodes on Tuesdays every month. So quite a lot out there. Also, make sure to go check out support options on patreon just go to multiplayer squad.com that'll take you there and also if you want to hijack a host for a future episode if you want to pick a game and pick which one of us to play go check that out as well we want to say thank you so much to everyone out there for listening and until next time happy gaming see ya all right see everybody